We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to No Other Pod, the non-playoff version for SKC. Um, wow, that's sad. <laughs> um, you uh, you singing singing that we want the smoke, huh? <laughs> you're doing, you're gonna do wrestling gifs, and you're not gonna you're not gonna have me chime in. People think I got control of the Twitter when you do that shit, man. I know, I know. He's uh, he's Dan, and I'm Jimmy. Uh, welcome to No Other Pod. Uh, we are here every week to talk Sporting KC and MLS with you. And, uh, yeah, I tweeted out a wrestling gift today. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, you know, it, it fits with what we're going for. And then it happened to be WWE, and uh, that's in Dan's wheelhouse. So that's sort good of stuff. the perfect thing. That's good stuff. I love it, man. And the uh, I'll tell you what, we uh, we got centipedes in my house. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> little random, uh, little random thing there. No, no, I, I don't know what it was because I didn't get close enough. Because you know, my wife kills things like that, and uh, <laughs> she was like, "Bring me, bring me a paper towel." And I was like, "What? What happened? What happened?" And she's like, "I just killed like a centipede." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh boy, aren't centipedes so I, like poisonous? Oh dear God, don't say that. I don't know, and I don't know how it got in, and now I'm just, I'm just, I assume they're all over. Even though there's just one, I'm just like, nope, nope, we're we're infested. It's an infestation. Yeah, here we here we are. Many centipedes are venomous, though not all are. So. Oh my god! I just, I just pooped my pants. Hold up. The first question should... where people also ask on Google is, can centipedes kill humans? Oh god! So. <laughs> you should not have said that. And let, let's. I'm hoping it was a, a maybe it was a millipede. Maybe it was a very small one. Millipedes um, are peaceful. If you guys are, are checking your elementary school, millipede, uh, Milla is smaller than Senta. So, that's not I true. don't know. What, that's what? the opposite. Senta, uh-huh. centipede, cent, yeah. Like a, a cent, no, cent a is a hundred. smaller than a centimeter. Oh my God. Okay. That's what? because there's a thousand millimeters in a meter and a hundred centimeters. So, Milla means a thousand, Senta is a hundred. So, I mean, I'm telling, I just, a milla is smaller than a centimeter. Okay. By measurement, a milla. Okay. I see okay, what you're Is that at. right? Is that right? Well, I was thinking a thousand is bigger than a hundred is where we were going. Okay. I'm so, talking size. I'm you're talking going. Size. I, so, okay. 
Yeah. So a millipede is definitely smaller than a centipede, right? Uh, a millipede has more legs than a centipede. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. What are these things? Yeah. Millipedes, though, are generally peaceful. Centipedes are, are poisonous. Peaceful. Now, are you, are you suggesting that centipedes are not peaceful? Like they've they come will to, mess They've come to up. declare war on you, is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Well, my dog was about to mess with it, so he's probably going to die soon. And I'll cry <laughs> and miss about three weeks of the podcast. But, uh, okay. Sorry I got us on that little tangent. But, yeah, if uh, you, that's, if you that's Google millipede, they're called millipedes because they look like they have a thousand legs. Centipedes look like they have a hundred legs. Dear God. Okay. Now you got me looking all over the floor here. <laughs> this has been uh, Science with No Other Pod. Thanks for listening this week. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when Sporting KC doesn't make the playoffs. Oh so. yeah, is there is there playoffs going on? Do we? Ha- I figure we just chime in every week. We'll just see where the podcast takes us, man. Just talk about whatever is happening in our lives. We just um, flow with it. What, uh, the KU Missouri border rivalry is back, and I don't give a shit. You know that whole thing. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I uh, I listen to a uh, a radio show on ESPN Radio called the Dan Lebetard Show, and they describe their radio show as like a lazy river. It's just wherever the show takes you, that's where it goes. Oh, and I feel flows, like man. that's that's what our podcast is now. We're, We're just a, a little lazy bit river. of a lazy river, but occasionally we if we bump into something. We got to spend some time there. You know, yeah. it's a little yeah. divot in the river. Do you do you give a shit about the KU Missouri thing? I mean, I know you're not from here, no. but like I don't. I do, not. and I, I never really did growing up. I was like, okay. Like people made muck fazoo shirts. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to say I'm better than people who do care. I'm just kind of like, I mean, they gotta, they gotta win some to make it a rivalry, right? Now, I mean, I do have a shirt that says FUCLA on it. That's written out like the UCLA logo, except it's got an F in the front of it because that's my rivalry. So. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, the border war is historic, but they haven't done anything for a long time. I mean, are these kids in school? Do they even, are they even old enough to remember watching them play? I don't think that yeah they don't play each other anymore since Mizzou pieced out to the SEC. So, well they're about to. You heard this right? I see. I didn't even know that. That's how disconnected I am. Oh, bro! Starting in like 2021 or something, they're gonna play every year for six years. Okay, well that's good. Hopefully that brings that's some fine. of the rivalry back. Couple games at Sprint Center and like two in Columbia and two in in Lawrence. I don't know, man. The basketball atmosphere in Missouri is just kind of lame. And and Allen Fieldhouse is just above, on another level. Yeah, I've still never been to a game at Allen Fieldhouse. I would like to get there. So we should go, man. It's a good time. Yeah. We we could uh we, we could play Thursday, Fort Hayes State. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, the mighty action. Fort Hayes State. Um, hey, that's why I'm would, going to college right now. I would root for uh, really. That's where you're getting your uh, your online yeah. degree. Yes, awesome. Sir. That's amazing. Well, I do technically have a uh, certificate from KU for a, a, a course I took for work, so I guess I'm kind of a Jayhawk, maybe. Well, there you go. Of. Get your ass in the student section. <laughs> Rock shot. Um, I would che- I would cheer for KU if I were at a game, but also I went to a Mizzou football game at Arrowhead one time, and I cheered for Mizzou. So, nice. But that's because they were playing BYU, and I don't like them. So Yeah, why would you like them? They they beat USC in football, so screw them. Okay, that's, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Sorry, sour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, let's, okay. uh, you know, we, we, we like to start off the podcast mostly with um, talking about SKC-related news. There was obviously no games. There wasn't a whole lot of SKC news this week right. either. So, there was um, a little but, tidbit of something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know if y'all are listening to that uh, Josh Klinger podcast. Now, it's it's part of, uh, what, 610 Sports? Is that right? I believe so. The one that asked if you would get rid of Sporting KC if it meant we would get an NBA team. Yes. Yes, the very wise and intelligent 610 Sports. Um, <laughs> you know, we've always stated we're, we're a fan podcast, and we're always going to point out, like, hey, where can you hear sporting-related things? And this podcast is kind of cool in a sense that it's just a conversation. I mean, they are talking sporting, but it's a little peek behind the curtain. And he did have Kerry Zavagnin on this week. And I know we've heard Kerry on numerous podcasts, whether it was on Talking Touches or on, on the Sporting KC show with Nate and Carter and now Ali Trost. But uh, there was some pretty good info, man. Kerry uh, talking about what they've been doing and how a lot of the younger guys have really hung around since the season ended and uh, getting some extra training in since they really didn't you know, get to reach their full fitness because they weren't they weren't playing games. Um, and some of the older guys have hung around, too. But he was talking about how he said something that, that I kind of said on the pod that why would you blow up this roster, you know, when you had the pieces there at the beginning of the season? Like there are good things going. And and you and I were talking about this. You said that makes you nervous. Uh, I don't like it. I, I, I don't necessarily like it either. I, I know Kerry's not the guy who pulls the trigger. But uh, I, I, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah, the beginning of the season was great. But it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, I heard a rumor, Jimmy. This is hot news. And, oh and just a rumor. I don't know what, where the uh, credibility is, it in, is in it, but I, I heard it from my buddy. And he said that PV has the okay to open the pocketbooks to spend I don't there know how, how true that is. Take that for what it is. But I, 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 we were both on the same page and saying, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I mean, Mike Gillig in his interview with Sam McDowell pretty you much Mike, said. You think he listens to this podcast or does he know what a podcast is? Uh, if he does, then, you know, Mike, why'd you kick me out of the seat that you never came to take? <laughs> so let's address that. That's real. Call in now. We'd like to know. His <laughs> phone number is uh, something California. <laughs> 877-Y-Mike. Um, oh, shit. That's what I want to know. But he did say in that interview that, that you know, it, it's getting to the point where you got to spend to compete and, and spending shouldn't be an issue. Um, and previously, it's been reported over the last couple of years that SKC would be willing to spend in the eight-figure range, which is, you know, $10 million or more. So, Jesus. I believe that they are willing to do it if the right person comes along. Do I believe that it absolutely will happen? No. It's kind of like like what you were saying. I'll believe it when I see it. But that's kind of the nature of soccer transfers worldwide. You hear all of these crazy rumors and it's like, oh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne has been linked with New York City. And it's like, no, that's not a thing. That's going right. to happen. How like, many you know. how many rumors are out there like Paul Pogba's not happy or Paul Pogba's going here yet Paul Pogba's still where Paul Pogba's been this whole time? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, there was at one point they were like, "Will Pep Guardiola be the next coach of New York City if Dom Torrent?" Why would Pep Guardiola be the next coach of New York City? That's not a thing that's going to happen. Right. Um, why would he do that? <laughs> so people are like, "Oh, but he likes the challenge," and I'm like, "He's not. Stop it." Like this is he likes they're, they're basically the same color, so he would fit in just fine. Pep goes from running Manchester City in the Champions League to to playing games on a baseball field that they can't even play at because their own partial owners kick them off. So yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. Um, uh, uh, the the New York City FC Mets. 
there you go. Um, I just, yeah. So the thing about Carrie that makes me nervous, what he said, not the thing about Carrie, I'm sure Carrie's a lovely person that makes nobody nervous. Um, the thing about what he said that makes me nervous is like, yeah, people were kind of clicking to start the season, but most of those players came back for the second half of the season. Like Roger came back from his injury partway through the summer. True. But that still there. Him. And he mentioned that in the interview. He's like, that really killed us in the summer for Roger to go down. He's a big part of that team. But then that's even more cause for concern for me. Cause if you have half the season left and you get your guys back that are your supposed pieces for the winning for, you know, to be able to win and you can't write the ship over the course of four months of an eight month season. Like, man, yeah. that's not a team I want to come back in full. And that's not and what he Peter said. People up. He, I'm, I'm not saying bring Roger back or not, don't bring Roger back. I think you absolutely should bring Roger back. But like even Peter um, in his interview, you know, was like, you know, people are going to, they, they got to go if, if they're not performing. Like we're going to make some changes to the roster. And, and if they weren't performing, then they're going to learn because they're not going to be here. So I don't know. I just we haven't seen any sort of roster announcements yet. They technically don't have to announce those until after MLS Cup, I don't think. Um, uh, that's true. Yeah, they don't have to do nothing. But they could. I mean, we've seen some teams announce their roster decisions already. Uh, it just sort of depends. Yeah. Hell, I saw a teaser today for Wondolowski. Wando's coming back. I mean, that's uh, what you assume. They're like, tomorrow, and it's like, okay. So he re-signed. Great. Yeah, but then like the crew announced that like Federico Higuain, um, he's not coming back uh, to the crew. So um, Damn. Where's so he's gonna be a free agent or just retiring or what's he doing? He'll probably does he qualify? I think he qualifies as a free agent now. Um, he didn't. I mean, he had that sort of ACL injury, I, I believe it was. So and he's a little up there in age, but he still could technically sign with another team in MLS. Who knows? Maybe he goes overseas and plays out his days, you know, somewhere else. Who, who knows? But um, there are teams that are starting to make their roster decisions. Um, so. Now that we've recorded this podcast, it'll probably be like this afternoon that Sporting KC announces it, and then you'll have to wait a whole week for us to react. Right, but, exactly. So, I don't know. I just, man, if we trot out pretty much the same team as we had this year, next year, and are like, well, it started out well for the first three weeks of the season, let's try it again. Like, that's when I think the heat on Peter seat is going to really start getting warm if we don't perform and rightfully so that's a good point man that's a real good point we'll see but i don't know um we do have we do have some questions about sort of next year and peter vermees and the future and and whatnot so um i think maybe let's uh let's let's touch on some of these and and see what what people think um you know talking about peter vermees specifically uh, Diamond Club SC, which shout out to them. I think they're like a new Arkansas-based supporters club for Sporting KC. So, oh, seriously? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if you live yeah. in Arkansas and you're an SKC fan, check out Diamond Club SC. I don't know where in uh, in Arkansas they're from. It says home base is Farrell's Lounge, and they're a South Stand affiliate. So, oh hell yeah! Shout out to the Diamond Club. Um, they highlighted a segment from. ESPN FC after the U.S. men's national team lost to Canada, um, which you got our live reaction to last week. Um, <laughs> they p- 
pointed out that ESPN FC mentioned Peter Vermees as a man that could, in the future, become the coach of the U.S. men's national team. Uh, and, and Diamond Club asked, do we think that he would take the job? And is it possible to have both the head coaching role of U.S. men's national team coach and Sporting KC coach at the same time? Um, Damn. So, first Keep off, going. I'm just... I'm, yeah, I was just going to say right off the bat, no. Like, that's... I don't even know if that's technically allowed even by FIFA regulations, but even if it were, it would be doing a disservice to both Sporting KC and the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, that both seems deserve bananas. Full-time coaches, general managers, technical directors. Like, there's there's no way either could compete at the level they need to without that. Um, right. But, I mean, regarding do you think he would take the job, I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard before, right? Peter's never been shy about his desire to maybe one day coach the U.S. men's national team. I think the timing would just have to be right. And there would have to be no more bear altars involved in the U.S. Soccer Federation. So, True. I don't know. I mean, he he. I'm sure he'd be interested, but I think he's really happy where he is now. I mean, I, I think he would say otherwise, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, he was... I don't know that he was ever seriously considered as a candidate by the U.S. Soccer Federation this last time around because I think it was pretty clear that Jay Baralter, who was an executive in U.S. Soccer Federation, wanted his brother, Greg Baralter, as the coach. And a lot of people think that was just a foregone conclusion, whether right or wrong. Um, but Peter did express frustration at press conferences multiple times when I was in attendance. And he even went so far as to say one time that like he talked to the U.S. Soccer Federation basically informally just to be like, hey, this, these are my thoughts about the team and the direction of, the, of, of, of where things are going. And he's like, I left that conversation more confused than ever because there was no vision. There was no idea about what to do. There was no plan. And he was like, I honestly didn't know what they were going to do. And he's not, and he was basically like, I wouldn't even want to step into a situation like that because it would, it would, you're basically set up to fail. So I think he would take it if the opportunity were right. I just think that he probably is so frustrated with the state of U.S. soccer, like so many of us are, that he right now he'd be like, why would I leave a club that I've built from the ground up, basically, and have basically total control over to go to a place where there's really not a lot of hope for success oh yeah bro it's like the he's just happy there happiness man it's everything yeah so good good question um i don't think that we probably have to worry about that anytime soon because one i don't think peter's going anywhere and two as much as i would like to see a change uh at, at the the managerial level for the u.s men's national team and higher than that as well i don't think we're seeing greg berhalter get uh berhalter however you say his name get replaced anytime soon as long yeah. as his brother's there at least i don't think he's going anywhere it sucks so. it's uh it's a rough time to be a usa fan that's for sure yeah so we can uh we can all switch to canada if we need to they might you know <laughs> overtake us in Concacaf. Um, there you go we'll man see. north america i mean it's in the same it's in the same continent so it's it's, it's not cheating there you go isn't that right um, it's not cheating if it's in the same uh same zip code <laughs> well you know <laughs> That's what Landon Donovan thinks. Noted That's Mexico right. fan Landon Donovan. That is uh, true. Mexican national. <laughs> uh, Eric Martinez, uh, a.k.a. Tattoo the Great on Twitter, says, I wouldn't mind Raul Ruiz Diaz up top for SKC. Well, yeah, you and me both, Eric. 
Um, he says he seems to be a backup for sp- the Sounders now. What are your thoughts? I don't think he's a backup. Uh, he's pretty much their first choice striker. Um, seems that way. I mean, he he started twenty of the twenty two games that he appeared in this year. He had some injury problems this year. He dealt with a concussion at one point. Was injured to start the year, so I think that makes up most of the difference. But I mean, yeah, man, have you watched much of Rui Diaz? I don't think we'll ever get him. But like, if we could get someone of his caliber, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> I'm not too optimistic, man. Like, I mean, we can talk about this at nauseum, but it's just I don't. I think we're all feeling that way too. Like I, I, I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Right. And the thing is like, you know, we do talk about like, Oh, the sporting case, you have the money to compete with Atlanta. Does, you know, can you draw people here? Like you can elsewhere. Well, here's the deal. Seattle got Raul Rui Diaz after Rui Diaz had a pretty great showing at the world cup a couple years ago. He was playing for the Peru national team. Um, they paid like $7 million for him. Like they didn't like go crazy and pay a $20 million fee. And honestly, it's the same thing. This is what Andrew Wiebe said on our podcast about Atlanta. Joseph Martinez cost like $7 million from Torino. True. So these guys are out there. We don't have to drop $20 million for the next, you know, Ezekiel Barco. We just got to find the right guy. It's all about the market, so. man. And I know where we do a lot of looking and, uh, you know Hungary and 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 uh, Chile. Actually, we got a lot, a couple guys from Chile, but it, it's just Andrew Ruby also said that the market is the, the players are a lot of them are coming from Argentina now, and that's uh, yeah. maybe that's something we need to dip into. Yeah, try to dig into some of these South American markets. I mean, Sporting Casey's done relatively well in the brief time they've scouted some of the African markets as well. I mean, Latif Blessing was a hell of a find. It's just that we kind of got screwed over when it came to Latif Blessing and LAFC. So they're out there. It's just a matter of finding them. Um, Here's an interesting question. Brendan M. asked, give us your finest description of the perfect sporting kit. So I don't, I'm not a kit designer. Oh, like so one I don't, that has not been made? Well, that's what I, I don't know if that's what he means or not. I was going to say, I'm not a kit designer, so I don't know that I could, like, off the top of my head be like, here's my dream kit. But what might be an well, interesting take on the question Why don't is you what's name your, what your favorite's been? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to okay. say. So, what you go first. What's What's been your favorite sporting KC kit so far? Mm, dude, they've changed so much, too, with the way they fit. Like, that's true. Back in the day, a large used to be so freaking swollen on my arms um, yeah that's also just come i'm a jacked mother lover but uh, you got swole i'm swole but now a large i mean it's still still tied on my arms because i'm jacked as i previously mentioned <laughs> but it's it's looser around the belly whereas if i go put on my like black large kit from back in the day that argyle one yeah it's gonna be a little snug but i, I you know still sexy but kind of snug so the fit has changed and i gotta tell you <sighs> Let's talk colors here. I I like a good vertical stripe. All right, I like that. Okay. Because that is that is slimming. So I'm not a fan of those horizontal stripes on those secondary kits. Okay. All right. I know everyone likes that that blue and indigo and all that. The but, dark blue, uh, light blue, horizontal stripe one from what like 2014. You're not a fan. Yeah, not not necessarily. But uh, the window pane one, 
was kind of exciting. I, I kind of enjoyed that one a lot. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I've had one that just really sticks out to me. I've actually liked – I've enjoyed the retro kits more than I have the regular kits as of late. The retro kits are cool. So the window pane one, I think, is that the one that was almost like a grid that had like the little like dashed lines all up and down, sort of looked yeah. like. Yeah, that one was pretty they said, good. They said the like lines were, were to symbolize the state line with Kansas yeah. and Missouri, and I'm like, okay, well, is that the same cool, angle? But it's just a line. <laughs> yeah, it's at the same angle as sort of that dividing line between between the two states. Right. Which and also, let's be honest, it's actually like a squiggly. It's not a straight line. <laughs> it's a squiggle. Well, if you look at like the club crest and like the 2013, 2014 yeah. home kits, I think like, yeah, those were all the state line kits they're called, um, right. which I mean, on one hand are cool because like those aren't templated. Like he, that's a sporting my, KC kit. Right. Here's my ideal one. I I never thought we'd talk so much about uh kit design, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get Chad on here sometime. The, the graphic right. designer. Yeah, I, I want something crazy, man. Like, didn't Seattle do like a black and pink or something? I mean, yeah. can we can we go rock like a an orange and yellow or some shit or, or like a oh, oh man, I don't know, black and yellow. You're getting into like the crew, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's got to be something that doesn't symbolize. So automatically, when you think orange, you think Houston Dynamo. But yeah. uh, I don't know, man. The pink, I, I just I think that'd be cool. I'd I, I think that'd be awesome. I mean, that's what some of the Premier League clubs do with their secondary and, yeah. and third kits. Like, there was one year where, like, Everton, obviously, their primary kit's always blue and white. But then their secondary kit, kit was, like, black and salmon colored. Yes. And then their third kit was green and orange. And I was like, where See? are these colors coming from? Now, um, I have a Santos Laguna kit from Liga MX. And it's, like, it's teal. And, and the crest is, like, all black. Like you almost can't even read the crest; it's just black and okay. embossed. Pretty sweet. That's kind of, isn't that kind of like what the Man U kits are this year? They have like that special like black and gold crest that looks real slick. I think on their red shirts. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I mean, I it's don't... already done. The, the The kit's already done, so we're not giving them any ideas here. So next year we're gonna get a new secondary kit. The black kit will go bye bye, right? Uh, black um, one should go bye bye. Yep. So I actually, I think my favorite, yeah, my favorite kit that I have seen for Sporting KC, I actually think just design-wise, that black Argyle kit, which was a third kit when it came out, is so nice. Like, so nice. It's one I don't actually own, and I, and it's like, I own a lot of Sporting KC, KC shirts. That's one I don't have, and it makes me really sad that I don't have it. Um. Which one is it? What, I'm not following. The, the black argyle one, the one that you were oh, talking yeah. about. The one that I that I have, yeah. Yeah, I just like because it disappeared. Like I think I got it on sale at the end of 2014 when they were yeah. getting rid of it. And they got rid of all third kits, so we don't have those anymore. Um, right. I just I think it one just looks clean and fresh. Like I love it, but two like. Sporting KC has kind of built up this sort of like brand identity with the Argyle that you kind of like relate to Sporting KC. So that kind of is unique to SKC. Just the color scheme works real well together. I don't know. I just think that one is one that like wasn't just a straight up template kit and also looked real nice, but still said Sporting KC. So well, I'll I tell you one mind. thing they won't do is do tire tracks across it again. I think they got <laughs> a lot of feedback about that. And, and, you know, they see the social media posts and they're like, God damn it, it does look like tire tracks. We fucked up, people. 
Yeah, but they got that for a whole nother year. So we'll see. Yeah, true. We still got that. But so like most most MLS jerseys nowadays are getting real plain. So like, you know, plain white away jerseys for true. a lot of teams. You know, you need a light in the dark. So our away shirt will actually be dark again next year. I wouldn't mind if they did a play on that black Argyle shirt for the secondary kit somehow next year. Like you can't have a plain black shirt next year again because that's we already did that. So what are you gonna do? Bring well, I think they back. gotta go back to they're gonna have to go back to the indigo scheme, right? The dark dark blue. I mean, they could do that, or or I'm saying resurrect the Argyle, bring it back. Do you know how much people would love it? So I'm just saying. Man, all I know is that you guys don't need to go buy that jersey right away. Just sign up for the SKC Adult Fantasy Camp and you'll get a jersey. Could do that. Or did you get the uh, the invite to the most exclusive shopping event of the year? I did. That was like, come spend your money. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's not exclusive. You just want me to spend my money. $200 and you'll get $50 off. And I'm like, well, that means I got to have $200 to spend in the first place. Right? I'm already budgeting for like family Christmas gifts and none of them are sporting fans. (laughs) Joke's on you, Sporting Casey. Um, It was a cool invite. I got to hand it to him. I appreciate. I'm glad I got it. It felt exclusive but I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I mean, Thursday, November 7th in the crossroads. It says drinks and light hors d'oeuvres will be served. Uh, uh, I bet there's no vegan hors d'oeuvres. So talk about, you know, it doesn't sound too exclusive to me. It's it's not inclusive. It's too, inclusive. too, too, ex, too exclusive in terms of culinary uh, speak. Yep. So, I can't make it anyways because Impractical Jokers is on that night. So, oh man, are you a you're a Practical Jokers fan? Don't yeah, get me started on Impractical guy, Jokers. You love Jokers? Oh my god! Oh my god! We watched every week. See, I've been doing so, improv for for ten years, man. So that stuff just tickles me. We tried to go see them live when they were at Starlight, what? but tickets were so expensive. Who's your so, favorite? Can you pick a favorite? Oh my gosh, we have now turned into an Impractical Jokers podcast. Yep. I think I have. I mean, you got to go, Joe. He's just got literally no shame. Joe's, he will do Joe's anything. the best because he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't break at all. My my favorite is that the guy who's most like me, and always pulls people down when he laughs is Sal. Sal, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I can't keep a damn straight face. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, shout out to Impractical Jokers. I love that show. When I was in New York last time, I was like, we got to go walk around like Central Park and just look like tourists. So Try to be on filming, the show. They'll get us. Yeah. Uh, I've played out scenarios in my mind. Like if they came up to me, like I would have to pretend like I don't know what's happening so I could get on the show. Now, how long can that show even go on? Like they're getting too big and you know how much footage they got, they have to throw away because people recognize them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty funny. I was doing standup now. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope they keep it going because I love that show. Yeah. Well, cool, man. You, we got something new to bond about. (laughs) There you go. Um, My, My wife loves myrrh. That's her favorite. Mur, Mur's getting married. He's off the market. Is so, he? Yeah. That's what my mom said about Joe. And I was like, she's like, Joe's married. I said, Mom, you're fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's into the overweight Italian yeah. guys, huh? She goes, she goes, but I can change that. Jesus, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, that's cool. Shout out to Impractical Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we? What are we doing? Should we talk playoffs? Well, let's. Uh, I want to. I want to finish up real quick because Bob and we've asked about the trade seasons and timelines because there's like eight thousand oh, yeah. drafts and and all that stuff. So, um, just to give a quick rundown of what to expect. So, November 11th through 12th, there will be like a weird, like 
partial trade window that I forget about every year. Well, MLS clubs can sign and trade players for like a day. And then on November 13th, the trade window closes and there's a blackout period where you can no longer sign or trade players until after the expansion draft. Um, and then on November 19th, there's the MLS expansion draft, which, you know, inter Miami and Nashville will be selecting five players from eligible clubs or eligible players, which, um, are not yet announced. Um, those will be announced before November 19th. Then the Deadline to exercise exercise options isn't until Thursday, November 21st. So we might not even find out about Sporting KC's final roster decisions until the end of November. Then free agency opens on the, in the end of November. And then there's the re-entry process, stage one and two, which used to be called the re-entry drafts. But they said we have too many drafts, so they just changed the name. And then there's the super draft. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's too much. It's too much. Okay, what draft is today? All right. Yeah, and then um, in the winter, um, I don't know the exact date, but some point, I think in December sometime, obviously the winter transfer window will open. Um, That's the mid-season window for most European leagues and the preseason window for MLS. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So it'll be interesting. Should be fun. Should be fun. There you go. Um, let's talk a little playoffs here. Um, I don't think we have to go like in depth into every single playoff game, but, but we, uh, we had some, some interesting, uh, playoff games to, to, to start the first round. Obviously it's the first year of this new playoff format where it's single elimination all the way through. Um, sure let's shows start at the home, home side, really, uh, home field advantage really matters. The regular season matters. It's true. The home side unless won every unless you're Minnesota or whoever yeah. lost someone lost at home. Minnesota, yeah. The home side won every single game except for Minnesota who lost to the Galaxy, which I think we kind of said might happen last week. We just were hoping it wouldn't. Um this sucks. But... Minnesota didn't know what to do. They were lost. They're like, "What is this game? A playoff game? Never heard of it." Yeah, I I mean we'll give it our best shot, the old college try. They they had chances. It's just LA their attack was too much and LA's defense held just enough and you know Minnesota had the defender of the year but LA is just on man everyone's excited for for uh El Trafico now and it's like I I'm not I'm not because you got the number one seed playing the number five and they're thinking like oh seeds don't matter yes they do yes they do man Minnesota got more points and deserved to be there I think so that galaxy that's an upset in my opinion yeah, but the Galaxy, LAFC's never beaten them. Yeah, that's true. They've so, never beaten them, but they will this time. <laughs> you think so? Okay. I don't know. Now I hope they don't because, you you know, we love, we love chaos. <laughs> uh, so that was that was a fun game, obviously, you know, outside of the outcome, Minnesota and L.A. Um, what was, uh, like, maybe another game or two that, that you saw um, or paid attention to where you're like, oh, man, that was that was interesting. That was intense. Say that one more time. Do you have an, Do you have another game or two that you thought was like most interesting or most intense that you watched or paid attention yes. to of the playoff games? Yes, I, I. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a single game. I just kind of caught recaps and stuff. But what is Seattle doing with Dallas? Quit playing with the boys and beat them like you should have. Four to three. You're out of your damn mind if you, if we thought that game was going to end four to three. 
four to three in extra time. It took right. a hundred and thirteenth minute goal by Jordan Morris, assisted by Raul Ruiz Diaz, um, to to put Seattle ahead. See, I'm so. not sold on that. Everyone's like Jordan Morris is is amazing. Jordan Morris, this if Jordan Morris was so amazing, maybe he would have scored in the seventy fifth minute and just put that game on ice. How about that? No, he, Jordan Morris is. I'm not a fan. I'm not. A, I'm not a Jomo fan. He scored in the seventy fourth minute and oh, okay. put them up three two. Well, there you go. Okay, fair enough. It's just that Seattle. That. Seattle scored in the eighty second, or uh, Dallas scored in the eighty second minute to tie it up. So who thought Dallas would even make that a game? I didn't. Yeah, uh, Jordan Morris actually had a hat trick in this game. So well, I still don't like him. <laughs> you picked a, a bad game to pick on Jordan Morris. Um, there is but, no bad game. I'll always pick on that son of a bitch. Okay, there you go. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you do you. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun game. Um, the game I actually thought was most crazy. So Philadelphia New York was crazy too because yeah, that that game went into the half um, where New York was up three to one. And then Philadelphia came back and won four to three, <laughs> so uh, that was that was pretty nuts. Um, how it was just basically a total collapse by the Red Bulls, um, and As and Philadelphia usual. came back and fought. Yo, um, did I read this correctly? Where someone said the past ten years the Red Bulls have been knocked out of the playoffs by the ten different opponents. I would not be surprised. Bro, I, I read that and I was like, mm, I don't care enough to go look that up, but that's that's insane. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that's that's half the league that have kicked them out of the playoffs. Yeah, they've still never won a cup. No. So, holy shit, that's so surprising to me. Yeah, they got real close. Um, U.S. Open Cup at Children's Mercy Park back in 2017 under Jesse Marsh, but yeah, Sporting KC beat him. So I think that was their last cup appearance. Wow. Um, the The craziest game for me, though, I think, was actually Toronto and DC. Yeah, um, that's the one you and I called in correctly. Yeah, if you look at the scoreline, you're like, damn, 5-1, like, wasn't even a game. But if you look at the timeline of events, Toronto was up 1-0 for pretty much the entire game. They scored in the 32nd minute. And they were up for pretty much the rest of the way, except DC got a, a goal at the death. Lucas yeah. Rodriguez, 90 plus three, put it in, I think it was off a corner, and uh, suddenly we're going to extra time. And, and you're Toronto, like, DC has life. DC has life until Toronto was having none of it. 93rd yeah. minute, goal. 95th minute, goal. 103rd minute, goal. 105th minute, goal. 5 1. Bye, That's Wayne Rooney. Depressing. Go back to England. <laughs> Rooney is like, okay, y'all take it easy. It was fun. I'm out of MLS. Didn't want to live near the White House anyways. Peace. Literally got run out by uh by Toronto. So <laughs> right. Um I don't know, man. It was a it was a wild wild first round of playoffs. Atlanta United will now host the Philadelphia Union, but they don't have either of their center backs really. Parkhurst and Miles Robinson are both out. That's right. So they could they could be upset by the Union. Then we got El Trafico, like you said, on uh, Thursday, October 24th. And then... Um, AFC should win that game. I'm just saying. And and Atlanta should, should 
Atlanta should win theirs as well. They should, yeah. Um, we got New York City FC hosting Toronto FC at City Field. NYC in, should uh, win that one. They should, but I mean, it's not even their home stadium anymore. So, right. who knows? And uh, Seattle is hosting RSL. So that should be fun. Seattle RSL will be fun, uh, and Seattle should win that one as well. They've held. I think Seattle's taken like eight of their last nine meetings with RSL. Yeah. So it all starts tonight with New York City uh, versus Toronto and Seattle That's versus right. RSL, and then it continues tomorrow. Atlanta versus Philly, and uh, LAFC versus LA Galaxy. So, and then we'll uh, we can't even talk about the next game after that. It'll happen on Tuesday night, October 29th. So. Um, We'll we'll be recording, um, and then the the so we won't be able to really talk about anything except one of the conference finals, which happens on Wednesday, October thirtieth, because we don't yet know who will be in it. So, That's true. That's we'll true. See. But your uh, your predictions are New York, Seattle, Atlanta, and LAFC are the winners. I think Is that so, what yeah. I'm gathering. I mean it, that seems easy. I mean I think I think they're all the higher seeds. The Atlanta one should be a little closer than the others. I'm I'm going I'm going on the record right now. Galaxy. Philadelphia Philadelphia is going to beat Atlanta. Wow. Okay. So, they will um, they will be pissed and you will be all over Twitter soaking up every bit of it, just having their tears hydrate you. Just <laughs> fighting with all of Atlanta. You're like, mm, come at yes, me. your tears. <laughs> I want that smoke. Oh so. my God! He, he <laughs> so, mm. um, there you go. I think it'll be fun. So keep uh, keep an eye out for uh, MLS playoffs. Um, yes, indeed. You know, I, I'm really surprised. I thought this. I thought half this podcast would be breaking down the uh, the new Star Wars trailer. To be honest. But, oh my God! Uh, I got my tickets. I, did you get your tickets? Oh, I'm ready. What's the point of so. that? Like you you already booked them on your A list. Got it on the A list. Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure you get good seats for opening day. Yeah, but I gotta keep reservations open for my other movies, man. Maybe I'm gonna go see uh, the Lighthouse this weekend. It, huh? it doesn't. It doesn't take up a reservation for your current week. Yeah, but it takes up three. Not, it doesn't. Not one of your one. current three. You can have three. Yeah, you can have like up to three up future to three. reservations. Yeah. So you, you know those, how many movies I'm seeing every week? Yeah, you've seen too many. <laughs> I saw Zombieland last week. That was a lot of fun. Okay, there you go. I haven't seen one since The Joker, so I got a little catching up to do. Oh, man, so, that's some dark shit. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's touch on a, a little bit of MLS news before uh, we, we wrap up here. Um, the biggest news, of course, there's new MLS team since we last talked. Yeah, that's weird. We, we, we've so, kind of we kind of hinted at this a couple weeks back, and uh, you said Sacramento's a nice town. <laughs> you see my, my my tweets. I was like, "Why did they keep using the same bridge and just I pictures did. of random empty streets?" Like, why are you hating surely, Sacramento? I mean, I've been to Sacramento. There's there's more to see than a single bridge and an empty street. Like, come on now. Like they I mean, they got they got to do better. Not having it on Twitter. If y'all want to go back and see Jimmy, he was just he was just mad at Sacramento all day. <laughs> I just like come on. He's like, like great I don't know bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Like they just kept using the same bridge in all of their pictures. And I was yeah. like, "There's, there's more than a single bridge. Sacramento is not just this bridge. There's a really cool oh, what, train museum. What are those just, buildings downtown Topeka? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, this is this is a capital of California. Like, you couldn't, like, get a picture of, like, the state capitol building or something. Like, every time they show D.C., they're always like, here's the capitol building. Like, figure yeah, something out. monuments, of course. D.C. is going to show what's famous to their city. I guess they could have yeah. showed their uh, loser Sacramento Kings or uh, whatever sports <laughs> they have that are bad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what just Sacramento they Kings. They got, they got hockey? San Jose Sharks are the closest, but, I mean, they yeah. can't claim San Jose. And L.A. So. Kings and hockey, huh? Yeah, they're, I mean... All they got are the Sacramento Kings, huh? Sacramento's a sad, dusty town. Um, well, dude, this is a fun story for Sacramento, though. Like, uh, uh, Extra Time Radio yesterday, they talked to a guy who has been there since, the, you know, ground level when this club started and how they won the USL their first time. And they were really advertising to sell season tickets for their time in MLS. And they didn't get in. Like they were, yeah. they were advertising it, dude, and that that's crazy to me. If you're a fan and you're pumped about that, and it gets shut down for like, what six years or whatever it's been, that's sad. Well, I know that MLS's biggest concern. They have liked Sacramento as a team for a long time. I know that for a fact. Sure. Their biggest concern was the financial backing of the ownership group. It was not where they wanted it to be to be an MLS team. Sacramento got a new ownership group uh, about a year ago. Uh, um. Okay. That had more money, and and that's what put it over the finish line. So, um, well, it's cool, man. I mean, that's just just gives California four freaking MLS teams, which is it's absurd. Yeah. So Sacramento will start playing in 2022 along with uh, St. Louis. Um, next right. year we have Inter Miami and Nashville joining, obviously. Then the following year. Uh, in 2021, Austin. Austin FC, and then 2022, St. Louis and Sacramento. Would not be surprised if sometime between now and 2021 uh, or so, we get uh, an announcement about a 30th team that would likely join in 2023. So, now what? What? When's Miami? Is that Miami's next year, huh? Next year, yeah. So, wow. I mean, we had crazy, dude. We should exp- road trip it to Miami. Listen to this expansion over the last 10 years: 2010, Philadelphia Union. 2011, Portland and Vancouver. 2012, Montreal. 2015, NYCFC and Orlando City. 2017, Atlanta United and Minnesota United. 2018, LAFC. 2019, FC Cincinnati. Next year, Miami, Nashville. The following year, Austin, 2022, St. Louis and Sacramento. You said FC Cincinnati, and I was like, oh, yeah, those guys. (laughs) Their thing. (laughs) Forgot Um, about them. Over the last 10 years, the league has literally doubled in size. Yeah. That's crazy. So, but that's I mean, what they want, of... man. And it's the fastest growing league. And there was even an article that came out and they compared it to the growth of other leagues, such as NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. And uh, nothing's grown quite like this at all. No. I mean, on one hand, it kind of makes me nervous because it's like those like tech startups that keep just like needing to fundraise and add more money to like stay afloat. And it's like, oh, right. we, we keep needing money. So let's just keep adding teams and collecting like, expansion why, fees. Why are you going um, so fast? Slow it down. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, like it, it's exciting to see the league continue to grow. So well, why does seem- everyone get a team? That's what I want to know. It doesn't seem too exclusive right now if you're going to add a, a team or two every year or two. Yeah. Don Garber's just Oprah handing out, you get a team, and you get a team, and you get a what team. What it feels like. Um, I mean, eventually they're going to have to go to these this like three-division model, I would think, like a, a West, Central, and East. So, Yeah, because I thought, yeah, you're about to have 15 in each division, for God's sakes. It's too much. Or each I mean, conference, should, yeah. 
just hit 30 and do it 10 10 and 10 so man hey what uh you know you know we we got a couple months to go but uh mex you like to go on little sporting road trips on occasion right whenever you can you like to make that happen uh, yeah. make a little mini vacation around it um what's some place you'd like to go next year i think we should maybe make another trip up to chicago man chicago's would be fun and easy uh relatively easy um nashville would be cool well, they're downtown next year so why wouldn't you oh that would be that's true that would make it actually more enticing um we just go get I, a damn hotel right across from the stadium hell yeah yeah i like i like to to go places i haven't been yeah um, i do I re- too i really want to go to toronto but i think mm. i don't think we're playing at toronto next year um it just didn't work out i think we played in toronto this year and it just didn't work out timing wise for me to go but i'd love to go to toronto I, I gotta hit those Texas uh, teams. I, I've been to Texas, but never those stadiums, of course. Yeah, I haven't either. Just don't um, want to go when it's like 120 degrees. I would like to see a game in Seattle. Oh yeah, uh, that'd Portland be cool. too. I know you've been to Portland, but I'd love I've to go there Portland. for the food. Portland was pretty cool. Uh, Portland does have great food, dude. Uh, I, they're like ranked highest on every city's food uh, ranks. City of food trucks. They got food trucks all over the place. It's it's really cool. And and the um, vegans there are outrageous. I'd fit in. I'd be like, I'm never coming home. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Portland's a, an interesting place. Um, yeah, so uh, one of those places. <laughs> you got to have a beard, a beanie, <laughs> and skinny jeans, and you're good to go. Yeah, I literally, I was driving through downtown Portland one time visiting my family, and there was a guy who was, um, he had a full-on, like, giant beard and glasses, as you would think someone in Portland Naturally. does. And he was wearing like a monk's outfit, like full on like robe and hood and like what? like rope tied around him and everything. Wearing what? some Nikes, just shooting jumpers in a city park. Like just like it was the most normal thing in the world. And I was like, What is happening? What the right hell? Now? Like why what is going on? Why is there just a monk looking dude with a giant hipster beard? Just balling. Just just shooting Jays. Like he's just <laughs> working on his three. I was like, That's What is happening? Thing. Um, you, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, I like combine, I'd like to combine MLS games if possible, man. Like I went on a, uh, uh, I went to the New York Red Bulls game and then immediately went to the NYCFC game the next day. So, I mean, if I could do some kind of road trip where like LAFC and then, uh, where it was playing like the same weekend as the galaxy or, or Houston was playing the same weekend as Dallas. I mean, yeah, a little, little road trip action. That'd be fun. Yeah, I haven't seen sporting play at LAFC, but I've seen a game at Bank of California Stadium. Um, that's counts. a cool stadium to be Check it off at. Your list. So, um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm making my way around. A couple months though, you can start planning it, planning it up, man. Penciling those those places in. Looking forward to it. So, um, just a couple more league wide notes that I just want to mention before we sign off here. Um, it's not going to make any difference now, but. Nani, the Orlando City winger, has already been suspended for two games at the start of next season for aggressive behavior toward a match official. Um, when they were playing the Chicago Fire on October 6th, he uh, took exception to a foul called in the 45th minute and ran up and chest-bumped the head referee and got all up in his face. So he's already suspended for two games next year. So, Oh, my God. Tisk tisk, Nani. What are you doing? Um, That's and then really, really the only other thing 
is sort of question marks about, is this the end for Zlatan in MLS? Um, El Trafico might be his last game. Um, you know, there's there's been some rumors that he might leave and maybe go back to his home club, hometown club of Malmo um, in Sweden. He's apparently said that he wants to retire playing for Malmo, where he began his pro career at 17. Um, they asked him, like, hey, um, is is this going to be the end of your career if LAFC wins? And I guess he just said, could be. Um, and um, He also uh, said, you'll have nothing to write about if I leave. He did, he did say that. Um, oh, dick. <laughs> and then uh, the Galaxy coach, uh, Guillermo uh, Barros-Scalato, uh, said... Um, you know, I think the way is very clear. The future of the galaxy or the future of Zlatan. I think it's very clear. You can imagine. So he's Whoa, basically okay. saying, like, I mean, look, we gotta consider the future of the club. We can't just keep Zlatan around forever. So I guess uh, if you're a fan of uh, the Swedish Lion, make sure you watch the game. El Trafico might be. Uh, might be the last time you uh, you get to see him in action. So, Man, I don't know. I wish they didn't have midweek games. I tell you that. The, you know, being West Coast like that, it's just it's tough to watch. It is. It is tough to watch. Um, part of me thinks if they lose, like, he won't want to, like, lose to Carlos Vela in LAFC in his last ever game in MLS. That'll, like, motivate him to come back. Um, True. I mean, he's, he's never, got- like... LAFC's never beat them. I mean, this is this is huge, man. Yeah, and he's sort of got this weird little rivalry with Thela now, like who's really the best player in MLS. Um, well, yeah, they're both kind of in talks about MVP and shit. Yeah, I think Vela deserves it, but, you know. They haven't announced is... that yet, have they? I know they did, like, Defender of the Year and stuff. No, they're slowly announcing these awards, like, one at a time. It's annoying. Gotcha. Um, Give people their day, which congrats yeah. to uh, our old buddy, Ike Opara, Defender of the Ike. Year. yeah. Shout out to Ike, although I'm sure he would trade in that award if it meant beating the Galaxy in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I don't know if they beat if the Galaxy beat LAFC. I, th- I think you know, I think Zlatan almost might care more about that beating LAFC and beating Vela than actually winning MLS Cup. So if they beat L- uh, LAFC, I think he's definitely probably going to head back over to Europe. So probably so. We'll see. But yeah. That's about all I got this week, man. Sweet, man. This was a fun podcast for not having a, a whole lot of sporting news. So I tell you, though, it, it, it's worth your time. I'm talking to you, too, and everybody listening uh, to go check out that Nutmeg podcast, man, uh, with Carrie Zavagnon. Pretty good uh, 45-minute convo they had. There you go. Definitely check that out. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we know that it can be a little tough without sporting KC games going on. So we're trying to bring you the best content that we can every week. So yes, you know, we're, uh, if you have questions or feedback, let us know, give us those five star ratings and reviews and, uh, tell your friends. So we're going to keep trying to grow this. Hopefully we'll get some interviews this off season to, to keep things interesting. And, uh, we'll bring you all the, the news and notes about sporting KC and the league as it happens. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at dan Kuzer and at jcmax03 like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod you can always send us an email no other pod at gmail.com and uh yeah tell your family tell your friends so until then he's dan i'm jimmy and we'll catch y'all later see ya 
We want the smoke. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.